0: Hello, Texas Football Today listeners. This is your friend from the internet, Greg Tepper, uh, sitting alongside Matt Stepp. Say hi, Matt. Hello. And you are hearing our voices in your Texas Football Today feed. Uh, This is a special state championship preview edition of... Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast, we've decided to make free for you. Hopefully you will give this thing a listen. We do this every week during the Texas high school football season, uh, breaking down the biggest games across the state. We have a lot of fun. We just nerd out about high school football. Uh, We want to give you kind of a sneak peek, and hopefully you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider so you can get this in your feed throughout the entirety of the 2019 season. But in any case, here's today's episode of Tep and Step. So, what do you do when football season ends? I think a lot of people want to know.
1: Um, My phone starts stirring a lot because coaches are calling me about jobs. Oh, see, here's the thing. That's when silly season starts.
0: There's two two seasons. Yeah. There's football season and there's step-bomb season. Yeah, it's step-bomb season's coming. premium texas high school football podcast from your friends your amigos your brothers at dave campbell's texas football and texasfootball.com i am the tep greg tepper
1: and i'm the step matt step
0: thank you for being a dave campbell's texas football insider we love you very very much this is the last time we'll tell you that because this is the very last episode of tep and step um this is your saturday state championship preview edition it is the final day of the 2018 Texas high school football season. Eight months until you will get high school football. Again. We've been with you ever since. Boy, let me look up when we did this first podcast because we did a preseason edition. We did, um, and I guess if it was a real, I guess in a realignment year we'd probably we, do it. We'd we do might a realignment a bonus edition. step and step yeah, edition. Realignment years, but it's not let's a realignment year this, this year. Let's see if I can find the, the premium. Well, 20, the first premium 25th? edition, the first one, because remember we did a two part, two part season preview. That was on October, That was on August 23rd. Yeah. So been with these We're recording this on uh, Sunday, uh, December 16th.
1: The Cowboys just got killed.
0: Cowboys so just sad. got killed. Um, but it wasn't at AT&T Stadium. No. Which is where we will be. That's right. Uh, eating Super Bowl nachos. Mm-hmm. Now.
1: I had Super Bowl nachos yesterday. Let's talk about
0: Super Bowl nachos. <laughs>
1: SB, hashtag SBN. SB, hashtag
0: SBN. Super Bowl nachos are kind of, they've almost become a meme among the Texas (laughs) high school football media mafia. Yeah, no doubt. It's like, (laughs) the moment you give up is when you get the (laughs) Super Bowl nachos. Because... All they are, they're just like it's just a big thing of nachos. It's just all.
1: a <laughs> giant tub <laughs> of stupid size of nachos.
0: And but it's like it's like there are times and especially during state championship games and especially if, if you're there like us, there are some people who only come for for one or two days, especially like mm-hmm. local people, mm-hmm. you know, if they can if they're only covering the team that, that yeah. they they cover. They're but not, for
1: they're not maniacs like us. No,
0: for for maniacs like you and I and for Dave Campbell's crew. We're there for four days. Yes. Four full days. And in a lot of ways, Max, our, our digital director, Boy, is dear, there like five days.
1: Our dear our dear friend Max. He,
0: he's there because he's getting there Tuesday to set up. Yes. And so he's there five full days, and he's staying long hours and mm. editing and stuff like that. To That's get why that.
1: after like Thursday, I just I just kind of say hello to Max, and I kind of keep my distance.
0: The great stuff at TexasFootball.com is courtesy of Max Thompson. It is. It really is. It um, makes us all look good. It really is. But...
1: Yeah, the Super Bowl nachos, um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> So, part of it is, like you said, you, we're there so long that we, we get, like, I'll typically go with, like, the cheeseburger in the press box, but after, like, three days, I'm like, I'm tired of cheeseburgers. And then you just go, but the Super Bowl nachos, uh oh, I, I regret what's going to happen after I eat them. So, I try to mi- mitigate the damage. This is my Super Bowl nacho order, Greg. Oh, God. Um, I go, easy chili. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Yeah. You're, like, making, you're, like... What? Yeah. How could you possibly? Okay.
1: The, the lovely folks in the cons, in the in the press box who who have the setup. Well, you can tell them easy chili. Oh my god. I go easy chili, and I take my pico and uh, and jalapenos, uh, but easy chili.
0: But the thing is that it's There's any, still anytime, a bathroom run anytime, to be had. Any you see a media member with the Super Bowl nachos, <laughs> oh. it's just like you just look at them like in, in the same way that like you look at uh, somebody who's just really down on their luck. You're just like. Yeah. Oh, oh, buddy. Oh, yeah,
1: buddy. Oh, no. Yeah. Did you see the picture that Hayden, Hayden Henry tweeted yesterday at me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were, like, sitting all alone. So I,
1: had, I, I tweeted out a picture. I said, it's Super Bowl nacho time, hashtag SBN, and t- tweeted a picture of it. And so then I sat down, and, like, the next four chairs on either side of me in the press box were completely empty. If you go to Hayden Henry, our buddy Hayden Henry from Longview News Journal, if you go to his Twitter feed – you'll you'll see it it's it's highly amusing as I'm sitting there working and there's no one sitting near me because I had just eaten an order of Super Bowl nachos. It was.
0: It's it's amazing. So Super Bowl <laughs> nachos are a... If you want a little insight into the way the Texas High School Football right. Media Mafia work... That's, that's, if, you, if you're wondering, if you ever
1: see us tweeting at each other about Super Bowl nachos and us tweeting out pictures of Super Bowl nachos, that's that's, a that's, sign that's of, what it that's is. That's a sign of give up. Is what it is.
0: <laughs> so it's Saturday, the final day of the 2018 Texas High School oh, Football man. season. But we're closing it out with three mega-sized oh, matchups. Man, we? we start off 11 a.m. Uh, at AT&T Stadium in Arlington uh, with the winningest program in Texas high school football history, playing the only team in Texas high school football history <laughs> that has never lost a game.
1: What a matchup, right?
0: <laughs> so, somebody's though must go. Yeah. It's the Highland Park Scots looking for the 3 Pete, going up against the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. Un tremendous story out of the Austin area, or Houston area, unbelievable, Unbel- and, and I know, I know, what people are going
1: to say, "Oh, they got all the Manville kids," blah blah blah. They got the best middle school. By the way, Manville.
0: I did. I, I, have apparently made friends because, like, I, I tweeted something. I was like, it, I just said it's kind of odd that, like, in consecutive years, we get Highland Park versus Manville, and like, what is essentially Highland Park and what appears to be the new Manville. Yeah. And I meant that as a compliment. But they don't. They don't take it as a compliment. They don't like it. They, they, they are apologize. Shadow
1: Creek, and 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 to their credit. They, they're they different than, than, than Manville. Number one, I've been super impressed with Shadow Creek a, as a new program, the mental toughness that Brad Butler's team has displayed. They've been behind like in th- four of their playoff games mm-hmm. late in the game and found ways to come back and win. Um, you just don't see that from a team that's a first-year program and a, a team that's as young as they are. Because as expected, this is a first-year program. They don't have a ton of seniors. Now, there's a few seniors, but there's not a ton. And these kids are, are are finding ways to make plays in, in key moments, and they just keep finding ways to win. They sure do. And like, I'm pulling up. Jamarian George is is a
0: stud. Yeah, he. I he, don't care how tall he is.
1: I'm. 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 I'm I, I, he is a comparable to Derek King. Yes. In, in some of the things that he does, and and and, and can make in plays that he can mm. make, and he leads that offense. And. There's, you know, as expected with with Shadow Creek, they've got a ton of speed. They are super fast at all positions, and they do a great job stopping the run.
0: That's the one thing that I've been impressed with is, generally speaking, they're very good against the run. Here's what's interesting. I'm looking at the 2018 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I am on page, if you want to follow along, 257. It's the District 10-5A Division One preview. We had Shadow Creek pick sixth. Which is worth mentioning by the way that like a lot of the preseason rankings, as you can probably tell, are based on like what you've done in your past. Yeah. And the bottom line it's is that Shadow no Creek didn't of, have any past. Yeah, no greater indication of future success than, than, than past success. Yeah. Um and by the way, it's not like they were some juggernaut J V team. Do you know what their J V record was? was
1: seven and three. Five and three. Yeah,
0: okay. They're five and three. They were like an average team. But but Jamarian George has been tremendous and their defense their defense makes plays. Especially in key moments. Yes, they have. A, they have. They've got an knack. unnatural feel for the moment, mm-hmm. and that defense, when they need the play, they go. We got it. Let's dial it up. Let's yeah. do it. They it's amazing, and it's almost it's it's borderline Highland Parkish. Yeah, because Highland Park is the very like the very essence of. Feel for the moment mm-hmm. that they understand what's needed from them at that exact moment. Um, they are back in a title game for the third consecutive year, looking for a stage, ch- looking for a, th- uh, a third state championship uh, in a row. Think Denton Ryan's
1: tired of seeing them in the semifinals. Oh, Man, they have got their number. I, I watched the. I was at the Denton Ryan Highland Park game Saturday, and um, I thought this might. I, I picked Highland Park but yeah. I, in my back of my mind. I was like, you know what? I think this might be Denton Ryan's year. Might be the year. And Highland Park just came out, and, and Chandler Morris was. Unbelievable. Six total touchdowns. And what was most impressive, I thought, was Highland Park in the trenches. Yes. Their often, that Denton Ryan defensive line had been one of the best in the state all year, and Highland Park neutralized him. Chandler Morris was able to sit back there and pick apart the Ryan secondary and make plays. And then on the opposite side, when Denton Ryan's offense was out there, Highland Park's defensive line controlled the game. Yeah. And that that was the big difference, and I, I think that's what, what what's really made Highland Park um, tick this year is their ability in the trenches to control the game, and then Chandler Morris continuing to get better each and every week.
0: Yeah, it really it's it's amazing. Um, the, the offensive line was what struck me was I thought okay, like Ryan's defense is really good, and they're going to be able to they're going to be able to put some pressure on Highland Park. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Highland Park Chandler just Moore. took care of business. Chandler Warren's back there having a sandwich. While he he's really scanning is. the defense. He he's really is. the sandwich and just picking them apart. And by the way, I think their defense is their defense is good. It's not great. It's no. good. Um, but it's good enough. And the
1: offense... You've got an elite transition. guy on Prince Dorba. Uh-huh. And the rest of, rest of the defense Are is solid. It's just solid. But, it is. Um, I think the key to this one is just... You just wonder, can Shadow Creek dial it up again against mm-hmm. one of the most pedigreed programs... In all of Texas, we
0: have on on in their house base. We have literally never had a pedigree disparity like this. Mm. Literally never, never, never. Not, never. Yeah. This is this is the most. This is the winningest program in state history. Yeah, the most decorated back-to-back I mean, state titles. They don't have the eight state championships that other teams do, but they are. I mean, make no mistake, and they got four, which is pretty dang good. They're on the short list of the greatest high school football programs in the state. Oh, absolutely,
1: one against, of the greatest
0: high school football coaches. Yes. on the sidelines, in yes. Randy Allen going up against. A team that is just—I just, I just is think their, they don't know that they're supposed to lose. This is
1: Shadow Creek's 16th game in program history. Yes, they've literally played 15 games in the history of their program,
0: and they've won 15. Um, keys for me—I um, think Shadow Creek not only has to win the turnover margin, I think they got to score on defense or special teams. I think they got to get—they got to get a game-changing score like that. And by the way, what, what's interesting about—and you—you mentioned it. Shadow Creek's been down, and they've fought back. And that's a veteran program. It is. Too.
1: It is. I don't think they can afford to do that this week, no. though. I think they have got to – I think they have to come out in the first quarter and – and
0: Land a haymaker. Yeah,
1: and establish themselves. Yes. And let Highland Park know this is not going to be a runaway. Because a lot of people think this game is going to be a runaway. Yep. There's a lot and of so people. so I think that Shadow Creek's got to come out in the first quarter – Establish themselves and send a message to Highland Park that this is going to be a forty-eight minute game. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, they got a shot. Yeah. If they. But if if Highland Park comes out and they're up twenty-one-seven in the second quarter, I, 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 I don't that's think Shadow happening. Creek can – not not this not this year. But this is a very young Shadow Creek team. Yeah. They're probably. I mean, there's a greater than zero chance they're back next year.
0: It is uh, going down eleven a.m. By the way, the computer has this. Uh, Highland Park's a nine-point favorite. That's fair. Um, that is the way that the computer sees it. It will be fascinating, fascinating to see uh, what happens uh, in this one. Uh, that, of course, 11 a.m. Saturday at at t Stadium in Arlington. Then, to 6A we go.
1: Oh, boy, the big boys. 3
0: o'clock. 3 o'clock. That's the 6A Division Two state championship game. Oh, man. They're back. The Longview Lobos are at AT&T Stadium, and they're not seeing who we thought they'd see. Mm-mm. It's Longview and Beaumont Westbrook in what I think could be one of the most wild ass state championship <laughs> games we've seen in a long time.
1: Every, so first off, the, the cool thing about this game is you've got in the state's largest classification, two teams from non major metro areas playing. Mm-hmm. Almost always in six A, you've got a metroplex team, and it, or a, it's either one of four, the four major metro. It's, 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 it's Dallas, like, Houston,
0: it's like, Austin, or San Antonio. It's like what we're going to see in D one game. It's Houston versus Dallas. Yes. Or it's Austin versus Houston.
1: Every once in, in a while East you get an outlier, maybe one. Like yeah. last year we had Waco Midway. Yeah. But they played a Houston team. Yes. You've got two you got you have East Texas versus the Golden Triangle.
0: You got the nine oh three against the four oh nine. And
1: let me tell you from that that number one the fan bases for the, this game, it's going to be sick because you are going to have – this, this game is not going to have the biggest crowd. No. The biggest crowd will be, will be the Duncanville-North Shore game, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this might be the most rowdy crowd.
0: This is gonna, I, I put that out there, and I'm trying to say that in a nice way. Gu- guys, both of these fan bases are nuts. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a rowdy crowd. It
0: is they are here and this is this is their pro sports team is what yes. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is in Longview, it's Lobo Country. And in Beaumont, this is the now that basically, you know, the 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 way that the high school is kind of put together, um this is the legacy program mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And this is the one with the state championship by yes. the way. Yeah. And moments after Shadow Creek tries to win a state championship in their first varsity season, they will be watching a Westbrook team that did it. That did it. And they're done that in 1982. 1982. Yeah. So just a, a really cool thing that you
1: got. And then you have, you add in the the a- additional factor that these two are familiar familiar with each other, and mm, they don't really care for each other very much. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. From all reports, um, th- so these two teams were uh, played in by district for the last, last two, two years. years. Last in two years. 2016. They, they split Long- them.
1: Longview went to Beaumont and lost to Westbrook in 2016. 2017, Westbrook went to Longview and lost lost to the Lobos in Longview. So, um, and and both those games, for what I I was not at either game, but just the the scuttlebutt that I've got is, hmm, I think it's got a little chippy. it No nothing nothing no fight no like brawls or anything, but it's got chippy. There
0: there's some there, and that's good and I love it when there's some animosity. I like it. And if I make it into demographics here for a moment, these are two blue collar towns. Yeah, these are blue collar towns. Longview and Beaumont, and these are two towns. Stick out their chest, yeah, and say it's, you want you want to go. Let's go. Let's go. There's a lot
1: of pride there. There, there is. There, there's a lot of pride there. It, it <laughs> is. It's going to be fun. I mean, let me tell you. Um, I know Longview at AT&T uh, Saturday night against Amarillo-Tascosa. And uh, yeah, Lobo Nation was deep. And I got a feeling they're going to be even deeper. And I know Beaumont-Westbrook, they are fired up in the 409. Mm-hmm. And there, there's going to
0: be, as I said, a rowdy crowd. It's going to be rowdy. Super fired up for this one. And so, as far as the game is concerned. Sorry. Uh, that's that's everything that's around it. just leading it. up to the I'm game. just so excited. I'm, I'm so excited to just see. Because this is the moment. Um, after about... Right after the 5A D1 game ends, I'm so I'm sitting there at the fox set, and this always happens after the early game Saturday, and before the 3 p.m. game on on Saturday. Um, last year, it was after the 5A Division One, after the 5A Division Two game, the Alito College, uh, College Station game, and then before the Allen Lake Travis game. I'm sitting there at the set, but we're right by the doors, and you can see just this wave of people start mm-hmm, coming in, mm-hmm. and this is when the buzz hits another level. Mm-hmm. The buzz is going to hit another level for La Vega and, and, and Liberty Hill. That's when it's going to hit another level, and then it's going to go up to like another notch yeah. here. That third level starts
1: to yes. fill up. That's when you know the crowds are starting to swell. Going
0: to get really big and really loud. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's interesting about this matchup from a from a um, uh, st- like kind of a, a schematic perspective is. Yeah. Both these teams have, I think, terrific quarterbacks who are capable of taking over the game. Absolutely. Haynes King for Longview, um, who scuffled a little bit the last couple of weeks.
1: A little concerning. Longview's passing game has not been quite where... And I know the Westfield
0: game... Was weather, that's fine. They didn't need him necessarily against Tessos because the running game was really churning. But I I think they're going to need Haynes King to make plays in the passing game. And then... You have LaRaven and Elia, Who we had Eric Peavy on Texas football today, and he he was like, "Dude, this guy is a warrior. This He's guy fun to watch. He's fun to watch. If you're unfamiliar with him, it sounds like Robert McGrew is healthy. He played in that game. Had a great game against Westlake. Really good in their game against the Westlake. West West D offense figured out the riddle that was the Westlake yes. defense last week. But here's the other thing: is Longview's defense after a tremendous showing against Westfield. Mm-hmm. Struggle... They got torched. They rode the struggle bus against Tascosa. The
1: flex bone torched them. Tascosa, I think, almost had 500 yards of offense yes. in that game. Majority of that. Now, for a half, Longview's defense looked... Um, like For a half, Longview looked like... They were, were going to walk seven. next week. And in Tascosa, credit to them, they made a lot of adjustments, and they, they really made made a game of, the, of that thing last week. So cr- credit to them. Um, I do think, from a schematic standpoint, Longview's not going to have as many issues... With Westbrook. They've With a seen, spread. Yeah, Been there, done that. And they know Westbrook. They've seen them in the last two years. They, mm-hmm. they know Laravian and Elia well. They know how to defend that offense. So, I mean, that's a big, big edge for Longview here. And, man, that drought. long It's been 81 years since Longview's
0: won a state championship. Let me, Let me say this. It would not surprise me if it takes 50 points to win this game. I think this game could be a fireworks factory i think this could be a wild shootout similar
1: stuff i'm not saying it's going to be manville highland park where that it's that crazy where it comes down to that kind of game but that that style of game i think last last one with the
0: ball wins Mm -hmm. that kind of thing i think it's possible that's what we have i think you're going to see a lot of home runs hit in this game because they have athletes all over the field both teams and both defenses are susceptible yeah susceptible so this is going to be a fun one, 6A yeah. Division Two. Get to this game. Get to this game. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell people in Longview. They're already
1: coming. Yeah. And I'll tell them in Westbrook, Beaumont. In fact, Beaumont, Port Arthur, they're all orange. They're all going to be there. didn't uh, Port Arthur Memorial won a state basketball tournament, yeah. right? And, and, yeah, our 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 uh, buddy Ishmael Johnson. Uh,
0: Texas Basketball Magazine.
1: Texas Coach Magazine, also a contributor for Texas football. He was there, and he said Port Arthur Memorial had a really big crowd. And, and so I imagine... Westbrook's going to have a really big. Crowd I think they on
0: will. I think they've been waiting for. I think Golden Triangle like it's a big deal for a like big yes. School. West Orange Stark has gotten there. And Newton's gotten there, but this is different. This is a six A. This is a legacy program. This is a big time program in that like a six A program. It's going to be fun. That's three o'clock, and finally, Oof. the final. G- okay, okay. We're l- l- we're on the premium podcast. I don't know we're making it free, but we're but, in the trust b- b- but we're in the trust tree, and I'm going to tell you this. <clears throat> Last year, the six A title games. They were fine. Mm, yeah. They, we, there, were but, other game, there were a lot of other games I was a lot more excited. Yeah. Allen Lake Travis it was a very good game. Allen Lake Travis, game. I felt like I knew what was going to happen simply because Matthew Baldwin was banged up mm-hmm. and because Allen had looked so good. And I'm like, I bet Allen wins that game. And then Cypher Midway was an interesting ball game, but I also felt like it ended up being really interesting from just like a wow factor. But it was like, okay, like, like... Cypher runs this kind of style of offense where it's just you know they grind you into a pulp and uh, you know they play great defense. Yeah, there is Tanner Mordecai, but it, you know it was a game that was like I don't know the, it, it wasn't a great had that pizzazz. It, that it, pop. It, it didn't feel like a culmination, right? It didn't feel like that in my opinion. I, I don't mean that in in a way that is uh, offensive. This is a culmination. Yeah,
1: this is the grand the grand finale. This
0: is the this is the great finish to the season.
1: Everything that is big and great about Texas high school football can be rolled up into this
0: game. 6A Division One, The biggest one of them. The granddaddy of them all. The Duncanville Panthers and the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs for the crown. It's DFW versus Houston.
1: It's two, big,
0: two, two massive schools. Both are well over four. I think Duncanville's is 44. See, I, got the, I still have the rank order yeah. up. Let's see. Uh, Duncanville... I think they're eighth, the eighth largest school. Duncanville is one, two, three, four. North Shore is fifth, and uh, Duncanville is eighth. Two the top ten biggest schools. So two mega schools. Two mega schools.
1: Two schools loaded with recruits.
0: Yes. If you are pro, if this has this has everything. Yes. It has – if you're a prospect hound, it has it. If you want to see the biggest schools, it's got it. If you want to see regional warfare, it's yeah. got it. If you want to see two great coaches, it's got it. Two if, big bands. They both have huge bands. Two big bands. If you want to see home runs hit, if you want to see hard-hitting defense, if you want to see superstar athletes, it's got <sighs> everything!
1: A little trash talk, too. I mean, These teams will, will chat with you a little they bit. Are they gonna, will...
0: They're going to chirp. Yeah
1: ah uh, it's got it it's got it all It's all rolled up into one ball of forty eight
0: minutes of fun it's going to be great duncanville uh of course snapped the thirty game winning streak of allen last week uh in a game that they were the better team for three quarters and they almost gave it away in in that other in the third yeah. quarter the the margin to beat allen so there was
1: a play so duncanville's up uh thirty five to fourteen. And Allen takes the opening kickoff of the second half, and the very first play of the game, Tisdale gets popped, and the ball comes out, and a Duncanville DB tries to scoop and score, loses it, and Allen recovers the fumble. Mm -hmm. Allen, the Allen score, and I tweet as that play happens. Remember this play, yeah. And Allen runs the fake punt, scores touchdown, boom. Next thing, and Duncanville's wobbling. It's thirty-five. Next thing you know, it's thirty-five thirty-five. But. Credit to Duncanville. They took Allen's best punch, mm-hmm. and they sat there and said, "Okay, we can, we're, we're good." And they came back, and Quentin Jackson put the cape on, scores a touchdown to put Duncanville up by seven, and then that defensive line came through, came through so big, they came through all game long, and people are going to say, oh, they gave it thirty-five points." That defensive line dominated that game. They did for three quarters. They dominated
0: Allen's. They had line. they had Grant Tisdale on the run. Yes, and th- and by the way, tell me all about the uh, the vaunted Allen rushing attack that basically didn't do anything. Allen basically time. abandoned the run. They, they, they
1: forced Allen to give up the running game, basically.
0: Yes. And Duncanville takes them down, and they've got to be feeling like they can beat anybody. Well, here's anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, Duncanville, you beat Allen. Your reward is what might be the most talented team. Um, most talented public school team in the country. In can, North Shore. We're,
0: we're on premium, right? Can premium. I can we're, I issue a, can I issue a real hot take for right a moment? And what? we'll never know. Damn we'll Never know. T a e k. T a e k. If Allen had won that game, I think mean North Shore would have smoked them. Yeah, North Shore's. I think there's a fair chance that, looking at the way this matchup works out, I think the way to see what North Shore did to Lake Travis last week, I think, I think North Shore. Will might have beaten the brakes off of Allen. North Shore's, you talk. So I coach,
1: uh, a coach from a notable Houston powerhouse uh, text messaged me. He thinks by the time it's all said and done, this current North Shore team will have 26 players with, with at least one division, one offer. I think Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst, says they already have 16. It's unbelievable. They are so loaded and so talented, and their resume. Go, go through if if you're go. interested in in, their, in this
0: this resume. Listen, listen <laughs> to this resume. Here is here's here's what they've done. <clears throat> in the opener, they went to Katie and they won by 14. Uh, they beat Fort Bend Ridgepoint by 44. They beat Spring Westfield. Remember the Spring Westfield team took that took long, view to, the long view to the wire? They beat them by 32 at at Spring Westfield. That's a regional finalist. They beat by 32 at their place. Uh, blah 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 blah. Laporte, C. E King, Deer Park, Sterling. They beat um <clears throat> they beat Beaumont Westbrook. They're playing for a state championship, aren't they? They beat them by forty-eight. Good lord! Wow. Then, by the way, into the playoffs, they beat Doby, Okay, they beat Dickinson by uh, what is that? Forty-four. That was a Dickinson team that is beaten, just beat Paro-Land Paro-Land. At Parland, at Paro-Land. beat
1: Parland bad. That was a ten and zero Parland team. Um, then they play Katy again.
0: Katy, the team that's won eight state titles, beaten by eleven. Uh, so they beat Katie twice by double digits. They beat the defending 6A Division 2 state champ Cy Fair by 17. And then, last week, have you heard of Lake Travis? Yeah, I've heard of Lake Travis. They haven't got him Garrett Wilson. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they beat him by 41. <laughs> they beat him by 41 points. 51-10. to 10. The worst loss in Lake Travis play- playoff history. Mm-hmm. And, guys, the, the, the thing about this North Shore team is that their offensive balance is so incredible. It's astounding. It is. They are... Zachary Evans... They're, they're who, Zachary Evans is a superstar running mm-hmm. back. Super-duper-duper duper star running back. And his carries this year are way down. Way, way down. Because they don't need him. Yeah.
1: North Shore's backup running back... Their backup. He's got an offer from
0: Arkansas... The backup running back. I mean, between him, between Demetrius Davis, uh, Shadrick Banks Mm -hmm. is the receiver. Mm -hmm. They are loaded offensively. And by the way, their defense, which has always been the calling card to North Shore... Is really good as well, and that offensive line—that's the one that doesn't get when when yes. you yes
1: yes I want you to... Uh, fans if you're at the game or are watching the game on TV look at look at that North Shore offensive line that is a
0: massive offensive line. Our friend Jay Plotkin, who writes for the Lake Travis View down in the central down in the central great Terrence football area. mind. He went down. He was at the game and uh, he was in our Slack chat and he said, uh, "Guys, uh, you are wrong. Uh, North Shore isn't big." They're huge. Yeah. They are. They're huge all across the board. Everything, Mm -hmm. every part of them is huge. And so, that is what Duncanville is now up against. But Duncanville has faced teams like that, and they beat them. Yeah. That went over Allen last week. Now, here's the thing. I think North Shore has a more complete resume, because I don't think it's possible to have a more complete resume than they do. They came out of the toughest region, undefeated, and they played tough non-district. And by the way, in their district, they had a another state finalist. Mm-hmm. If this is Duncanville's time, first and foremost, the defense has got a. This is the proving point for the for the defense. Like you guys did a it was terrific last week, got to be even better this week. This
1: is a more dynamic. Allen's a good offense. North Shore's much more dynamic. They're more cause, dynamic because Davis is a, a, a Davis is is a more dynamic runner than Tisdale, and I think he's got more weapons, especially in the running yes. game.
0: Allen's a team that kind of has to bully people, and if they don't bully people, then it's like, uh, what do we do? Yeah, what's you our next know? move? They they have, the, the plan B for North Shore will be better. But Duncanville's also got the dude. Guys, Jaquin and Jackson. First of all, you, I do not believe he's a sophomore. I do not. I, I do. I literally do not. In the same way uh, that some people don't believe that, uh, like the that the uh, that we landed on the moon. I don't believe he's a sophomore. I'm a, I'm a Jaquin and Jackson truther. That man's 28 years old. Yeah, he, he, such poise. He's a grown man. Because yeah. some of the throws he's making and some of the runs he's taken off with. That throw at the end of the first half. That's d- that's d- up there. That throw. There are two throws that I that have made me my jaw drop. Made at that same stadium, maybe into that same end zone. The yeah, other it was the same end zone. That one, and then Sean Robinson in the 2016 title game against Steele, both right the, before halftime, right before halftime, both fired a laser beam, mm-hmm. a missile to Levante Shannon, maybe, L- is no. L- L- Leviska Leviska Chenault. Chenault. yeah, uh, in the back of the end zone, yeah, and uh, to to put them up, those are the two most impressive throws I think I've ever seen at the high school level, and what Jaquin and Jackson's doing right now is super impressive. Yeah. He's going to need to put on the cape. Yeah, North Shore's defense is
1: really fast. they're there, there. That's the thing is is I don't think Duncanville has faced a team that. that is going to be able to run with them And be equal to them athletically That's, what's, that's what And, and I'm going to bring I think up North Shore hasn't With facing Dickinson Because yeah. Dickinson's super athletic Dickinson's not as good A football team as Duncanville no. But
0: I think from an athlete standpoint they can. Well and it. that's that's I brought, I'm going to bring that up In my picks video Is I think this is looking in the mirror Because both these teams In a lot of ways You look up and down And you say Yeah they just out-athleted them mm-hmm. uh, Duncanville You look at like um, They played uh, They played Carroll They just out-athleted them They just had tons more athletes, and they were the better football team. Um, North Shore. When North Shore played Katie, they just out-athleted them. Mm -hmm. They had better athletes. When they played Lake Travis last week, they out-athleted them. Neither one of these teams are going to out-athlete the other. Then you get into the coaching matchup, which is samples
1: against John Kay. Mm -hmm. Super intrigued by that. Which coaching staff has the wrinkles, has the adjustments that are needed when when both these teams, from a a Jimmy's and Joe's standpoint, Mm -hmm. are on equal terms? Yes. And mistakes, those kind of things are going to come mm-hmm. into play as well. Um, the, it's all—it's going to be the little things in this game because mm-hmm. you're right. These two, when they see each other, they're looking in the mirror in a lot of ways. These are very similar teams. Um, I'm intrigued by that North Shore offensive line against the Duncanville defensive line. Duncanville's defensive line doesn't have like a big 300-pounder. They've just got four guys who are about 250 mm-hmm. that have flat bellies and put their hand in the ground and just beat the crap and out of them. Get after you. Yeah, so that offensive line, defensive line matchup is super fascinating. I think the coaching matchup is fascinating. I think those little intangible-type things are going to be... Another intangible for me is North Shore traveling. Mm-hmm. North Shore does not get out of the Houston area much I think the last time they left the Houston area They played a regular season game Against Euless Trinity in Waco mm-hmm. uh, In 2015 But their last state title run All their games are played in the Houston area mm-hmm. They don't leave the Houston area So
0: how do they handle The road trip in mm-hmm. these cases Because that, that's a different Cause thing Because Duncanville's rolling, rolling out of bed they're rolling out of bed and mm-hmm. just going to, going to the stadium. So,
1: you know, for, for all that we talk about with uh, AT&T Stadium and Central Site, in this case, it's not really a Central Site thing. It's a North Shore, because of the nature of Region 3, mm-hmm. never has to travel. Mm-hmm. Duncanville has had to travel a little bit, but they don't have to in this game. But that, that intangible and that factor, I think, is going to be interesting to see how North Shore handles that as well. It's going to be so freaking good.
0: It's just going to be so freaking good. Yeah, it will be. I don't know. Uh,
1: what's your – all right, let's, let's get on the record. What's your, your est- the Tepper crowd estimation? What, what do you think that, that game is – that's going to be the biggest crowd of the, of the mm-hmm. weekend. What kind of crowd is that going to draw? I don't think it's going to be a record crowd. I think it's going to be a really good crowd, though. 48-5. I was going to say 45. Yeah. Around, I'd say around 45,000. I also. Here's the other
0: thing, though. I think Longview fans are going to stick around. Uh, yeah,
1: I think Longview-Westbrook may, will have will top 30. Oh, yeah. I think it could top 40. Yeah, I think that'll I think.
0: You. I mean, I think Longview's going to bring a massive crowd. All
1: of the 903s and like,
0: 409 are going to be there. I'll be honest. It would not surprise me if there were 35,000 Longview fans there. Yeah. Really and truly. They had about
1: 15 by themselves for a semifinal game last night. A
0: semifinal game that they probably thought, okay, we're going to win this game, I'm going to wait until next week. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this is on a Saturday. Saturday, nobody's working. Mm-hmm. Go out, drive out there. That's a, probably on Christmas. that's a two hour drive from Longview. Um, I'm gonna say 40. Be,
1: there will be grad, Longview grads flying in from all over the country for this game.
0: Yes, absolutely. There are people who've been waiting for this.
1: 81 years, Craig. It's been great. 81 years. It's
0: going to be great, guys. Saturday is going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger. And I'm really, really excited about it. So. That is uh, your Saturday preview, and that's it. At that's that point, for at that season. point, you will have to watch high school scoreboard live, the season finale mm-hmm. edition, live from uh, AT and T Stadium. Tune into that, uh, and then we're done. Yeah, we and we'll see Texas
1: football today on January second. January second, we'll
0: have a show, and so yeah, And it'll be
1: just rely on coaching change stuff. Coaching changes. You. There's yeah. no realignment. No, the real the non realignment years. It's, it's an off season wa- barren wasteland. I'm, I'm stuck slow. going to coaches clinics, and
0: yeah, I'm probably going to try to. Well, know, we'll see what. Tep wife, Tep wife and Hank say you know, coaching about, yeah. about coaching clanks but there's there's one right near my house which is a okay. DFW clinic is yeah good I can one do that in yeah. so there it is that's the final edition of Tep and Step thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider and if you are not a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider please consider becoming one you'll get this you'll get this every week for about an hour in yeah your podcast feed and it's a lot of fun and, and, and I promise you that the people who ha- who get it uh, do enjoy it so rave reviews that is going to do it for us thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider and step thank you for your courage thank you we'll see you in Arlington on top 10